Welcome back to Duke's Nukes for movies and TVs and pop culture discussions. I am here with Blaine, known for having a dog. He currently has two bloody noses, so he's currently dying. And he sometimes does trivia. He might have trivia this week. And Will, he's a movie connoisseur. And he does our editing and theme. And he makes sure that he brings all of his stuff and doesn't have to go to buy anything. Will, how are you doing? I don't want to talk about it. Just skip me. Skip me. Skip me, too. I'm dying. <laughs> just We're skipping. Let's just go. It's all you, Jack. It's me this week. And we watched, what did we watch? Oh, we watched Tarantino movies. We watched, uh, Will and I watched five, but Blaine only watched three because he's a coward. Um, so the first movie we watched was The Hateful Eight. Blaine, this was your first time watching The Hateful Eight. I've seen The Hateful Eight. Will, you've seen The Hateful Eight. Blaine, what happens in The Hateful Eight? Uh, so basically, two bounty hunters, are they meet up while they're on a mountain trail in Wyoming. They meet up, and um, basically they're heading to a little town to take their bounties. And then um, they see uh, what, like a random dude walking who joins them, and then they meet up at an inn, and there's like eight of them there, and it's just chaos. It's like a murder mystery. It is like a murder mystery. Will, it's kind of like that. Will, Will, now give your explanation. My explanation would be that it's it's... Set during the Civil War is is a backdrop. It's set during a blizzard in the mountains of Wyoming, where eight strangers, due to happenstance, end up at Minnie's haberdashery. And there's some odd stuff going on. There's Sam Jackson, who's been to Minnie's haberdashery before. He's a little sus about Bab. Senor Bob. Senor Bob. Yes, he's a little sus about Senor Bob, who is... Taking care of Minnie's haberdashery while Minnie is away. And Sam Jackson is pretty sus. Kurt Russell is a bounty hunter who is strapped to Jennifer Jason Lee, who is his bounty and a criminal. And he is going to bring her in alive to the town after the blizzard lets up. Because he's the hangman. Because he's a John Ruta hangman. With his big mustache. That's... He's got... He's got... He's a beautiful facial hair. Yeah, this this movie draws a lot of inspiration from John Carpenter's The Thing, which stars Kurt Russell with an awesome beard in that movie. And I in forgot this, he was in that. Yeah. yeah. How did you forget? He's the main guy. I've seen it like once or twice. Okay. And he's like young. I think when he's I think young. of Kurt Russell, I think of an old man. Okay. Well, anyway, in The Thing, he's got an awesome beard. In The Hateful Eight, he's got an awesome mustache. I think his mustache is better than the beard. Okay. Fight it's me. Pretty good mustache. All mm-hmm. right. Explain your opinion on the one movie that you have not seen. Uh, Beard or mustache? I like the mustache. I win. Okay. Nice. I just like Kurt Russell. So yeah, you got got some people, and of course it's set during the Civil War, so you have some bickering between the North people that are in Minnie's haberdashery that are from the North side, and some people that are from the South side of the Civil War. Post-Civil War. Right, okay. Like, very very like like a, right after like a year yeah a, a, a year or a few because like, like, these a, people I were think veterans Blinken's still alive no, no they, i don't think so they mentioned john they mentioned john but he, was, but he was a famous actor yeah but they mentioned him in the context of shooting oh well then maybe he shot a movie in the 1860s, <laughs> in the 1860s he shot a movie the first one to do so yeah one of them talkies <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it is, it's Blaine, it's like you said, it's a murder mystery. So basically, the, the whole time Kurt Russell is, while Samuel Jackson is suspicious of uh, Bob, the, Bob the Mexican, and 
Kurt Russell is suspicious of Jennifer Jason Lee and any everybody else because he thinks he's he thinks always that somebody is trying to free her, which is fair. He's 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 the dummy bounty dude that takes everyone alive. I don't get that because they made that they make that statement multiple times. We're like, why would you keep him alive? Yeah, because he's the hangman. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, I get it. I he get it. He doesn't want to shortchange the the hangman. Hangman's got to make a living too. I guess so. I mean, if you knew somebody was coming after you and his name was the hangman, he'd be pretty scared, right? Like, oh, he I would. He would just like you if you're wanted dead or alive. But the hangman gets you. You gonna hang? It's true. That is true. Yeah, uh, Kurt Russell's performance is is really excellent as as the hangman. Although I I do find myself thinking just that that is Kurt Russell. Rather yeah. than a different, rather than like an actual character. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel the same way with there's, Sam Jackson, though. Yeah, that that's kind of. I really like this movie, but the the big the biggest fault in this movie is is the character development, not the characters themselves, but their development. You don't really know much about any of them. Yeah, you get a vague explanation. They don't really go anywhere. It's more of like you get a. You know, they set up a little bit, and then that's just their archetype, and then they're just exactly done. they're like, all archetypes rather yeah. than three dimensional characters. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. There's not much depth to them. Yeah, it is. It's it's more about it, the big focus is the mystery and what is happening in the cabin, rather than what has happened to the characters in the past or what they're like. It's it's very interaction based. Which is interesting. I, I, I really like that. But yeah, the, I, I imagine the lack of characterization would turn some people off. And probably why this movie doesn't have as much praise as a lot of Tarantino's other work. Especially the more recent stuff. Like Inglorious Bastards and like... Django uh, and Once Upon a Time. Yeah. <sighs> See, of those, Hateful Eight's my favorite. Really? Of everything you... Yeah. I would say it's my... Might be my third favorite, actually, out of it, those four. Jeez. Everything, ev- everything that of everything that Tarantino's done since the year two thousand, I think Hateful Eight might be my favorite. I like yeah. I, it's I only it. competition is Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I love it to me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, in that case, uh, just jump right into spoilers. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, Sam Jackson, Kurt Russell, and Walton Goggins appear in the haberdashery. And uh, Senor Bob, Tim Roth, and the other guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Senor Bob, uh, Tim Roth. Oh, Michael Madsen. Oh, I was who's a, the cowboy Joe Gage. Joe, Joe Gage. I was going to say Joe. Uh, so those three are all working for uh, the bad boy gang. In the, and then also Channing Tatum's in the basement. He is in the basement. I I always forget about him until about halfway through. Yeah, and then so I good. like before they start showing him, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a guy in the basement. Mm-hmm. That's right, because he doesn't do anything till the very end where he shoots yep. Sam Jackson's nuts. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> I was not expecting that because he was going on at like Sherlock Holmes, like solving the mystery, and then out of nowhere he gets shot in the nuts. <laughs> My God, it's such a yep. good twist. That that climax is boy, they're just the bloodiest some of the bloodiest squibs I've ever seen going everywhere mm-hmm. where they're getting shot. I mean, boy, they, they must have loaded those those suckers oh up because that the blood's shooting across the room. It's 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 wonderful. Well, <laughs> all I'm thinking of is like uh Joe's 
just confess, like, yeah, I poisoned it. And then what's his name's like, I knew I it. I fucking knew I it. Knew it. <laughs> and then poof, and his balls get blown off yep. right there. What I a love, great scene. I love Walton Goggins. He's so good. It's yes. In that line specifically, I remember when this came out, I saw it in the theater on New Year's Day. It was actually it was New Year's Eve. So we, we saw this at like midnight at New Year's Eve. Um, right after it had just come out, and that was the line that we were all quoting after the movie. Because that's something about Tarantino's dialogue is it's very, you know, quippy, very quotable. Oh, and yeah. That was the one line from The Hateful Eight that really stuck with us. Because it is a bit of a different turn. It's still absolutely a Tarantino movie, but it's a little bit of a different turn on his movies. Mm. Kind of similar to how Jackie Brown is. I was gonna say it's a it's a, it's it's a very drag, not like in a bad way, but like it's slower until you reach the climax, and the yeah. climax just goes all over the place. Yes, yeah. <laughs> actually, that's very similar to Jackie yeah. Brown. <laughs> yeah, I feel like now that you say that, probably was the slowest out of the four I've seen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad though. I think it. I think it's great. Oh, no, I love it. It was good. But like you said, it's it's the dialogue is what keeps you in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it. It's so good. You just want to keep hearing them. Yep. So Major Marquess has a letter from Abraham Lincoln that is used as like kind of the his scapegoat. I don't, I don't have a better word except MacGuffin for. It's not what people are trying to get, but it's the only reason people. It's the only reason Marquess is even in the situation at all. Well, yeah. And it's fake. Mm-hmm. But it's that's kind of the key to the whole dialogue with with the whole race situation which is very much at the core of this where you've got the old civil war general and then major marquess who it turns out killed that general's son or did he or did he i don't think he did i i think it's very much possible i think it is possible but i don't think he did i don't think it's I i don't think that's even the point oh it's not the point that's but the 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 point is that that scene is tense as hell oh yeah like that is th- this movie builds tension so well, just like the original The Thing, mm-hmm. which is why I think I like it so much because this is is an exercise in if nothing else, it's an exercise in tension, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is very Hitchcockian, and and I I love it, very Hitchcockian. Hitchcock's greatest disciple was Brian De Palma. A lot of Brian De Palma tricks in Hateful Eight, split diopters. Uh, was there a split screen? Yes, there might have. There was a split. There was. There, okay. were, there was one at least where um, they were laying on the floor, and Walton Goggins sitting there, and then Sam Jackson was on the bed, and they were. Oh, that's the, the split diopter. Wait, what are you talking about? Split screen is just two literal different things. It's a split screen. Oh, um, split diopter is you just have two yeah. focal. Lines. I don't think there. Was I don't a think there was screen. a split screen. Okay, they Tar- Tarantino's di- used that before though too, which is a De Palma trademark. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's very Hitchcock, very old school. Uh, you know, it was great long playing wide shots and, and the way they I do use, like the wide shots and you can yeah. tell the wide shots. Yeah. Yes. In in the way they use that interior location. Some people complained that they were like, why did Tarantino shoot? Why would you use 65 millimeter film, which is like a, a massive gauge of film? Joe like gauge. Super high quality Joe gauge. Yeah. But why would you use that to shoot a mostly interior movie? Because it's cool. Yeah, because it's Q. Because they had those like super wide angle lenses, and it makes the it makes the little haberdashery feel a little bit bigger. It it feels like a giant building. It feels like a really, but it's not. It feels big and claustrophobic at the same time. Yeah, 
I mean, it feels like the inside of like one of like the Viking Northmen like halls stuff. Yeah, and you you even you though just, it's like even though it's a cabin. <laughs> yes, but it, it's very well laid out. Like I feel like I could walk into that building right now and know where everything is. Oh, like yeah. if I need it, like I could walk into that building, get a cup of coffee, and then go get some jelly beans if I wanted. And well, I know exactly where I'm going. Um, one of those is poisoned, and the other one exploded. That's true. Do you think? Do you think the guy in the basement got some jelly beans when the jelly beans exploded that they fell through the cracks? They do you think that's how he was surviving down there? <laughs> Just living off no jelly beans. Living off the jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there was probably like food storage down. There's probably something. I don't know. They probably gave him food too, because I mean, that it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like they're here, get in the hole. It was I mean, probably it was, like it was almost a day. I, I feel like no, they got there the morning of. Okay, because okay. like the stew and stuff was there. That's yeah, why. you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's. That's the the piece that I really love is is Sam Jackson's character identifying all these traits that of minis and uh, sweet Dave's that he's like that's not quite right that's not quite right and the way the movie sets up all those things like how there's the drapes over the, the chair. chair with the blood stain where he talks to Senor Bob Senor Bob and he tries to set him up with the uh, with saying a different type of tobacco than mini smokes and Senor Bob who we later know saw her smoke their her favorite red apple tobacco mm-hmm. but there's all those all those little things that that's what i really like is that it's it's all those little setup and payoffs and it's stuff that's well thought out like that that's why I yeah. actually, that's why i like about it. that's what makes oh, it one i of my agree favorites. i agree I, and, the, and then out of nowhere like he gets shot in the balls yep yeah it's it's great and then you've got yeah classic tarantino tarantino ending this this movie promotes a lot of rewatches though which is is exactly my type of thing. I I love a movie where I can rewatch it and every time get something new out of it and be like, ah, I see in the back of that shot, you know, where the jelly beans, where that crack jar of jelly beans should be sitting. I but think, it's empty, and think, it's like that's great. I think you get solid a uh, three solid watches out of this at least. Oh like, yeah, like each the first three is going to be a full different. Like the first one, you just watch the movie. Mm-hmm. The second one, you start to pick out. You all know the, the twist. You know the twist. You start picking out all the things that happen in the twist. Yes. And then the third time you watch it, you experience like all of the other little the back- fine details. Yes. Yeah. Like the details of the details. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like stuff that's not pointed out in the mm-hmm. twist, or so, that's not explicitly, but that you notice. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Why that thing's not there? They don't point it out, but it makes sense why that would not be there because of what happens. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know how many times I would go back and watch it, but I definitely want to go back and watch the extended. It is. This is because it will add something. Yeah. But even it, for a casual person, I feel like watching it twice is just interesting. Just to be oh, like, because yeah. once you figure out the twist, it's like, well, if they were like there the whole time, then what else? Like, what else? What? What? Like, what gave it away to Sam Jackson at certain points? Right. What else did I miss leading up to the reveal? Yeah. That's that's the one cool thing about mysteries like that. So yeah, as a casual watcher, I could watch it again, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in much like the original, the thing, it's one of those great. It's it's one of the, it's it's one of those movies that I think of on like a snowy day where you have nothing to do but you're snowed in and like you can't go anywhere because you're snowed in. Yeah, mm. you're snowed in, but you 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 cuddle on a blanket, put a fire on, or in my case, just like a woodwick candle to if you don't have a fire, and you just. You, you bundle up and you watch you like a mystery, snowy, claustrophobic Senor, movie. Senor Bob. Senor Bob. Bob. Eh, Senor best, Bob. The best character. <laughs> Bob's face is no longer worth the peso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
oh my gosh, didn't even mention Bob gets his head exploded. It's great. Oh, it's such a it's a good head explosion. It's a mm-hmm. solid one. And then the brother got his head exploded too, right? The uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Oh, did he? Yeah, because yeah, was, he did. Because he was like Sam Jackson. Was like, he was taking too long. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I don't know if that's like a callback to like oh in Pulp Fiction. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Yeah, I, <laughs> but it might be. <laughs> it's the same type of thing. But that's where that, that's. That's a cool thing, but also an issue again with the characters, where it's like, yeah, kind of the characters start to overlap, and they're not. Well, I think it. That... I think you even said it. You were like, "His this is his character from Pulp Fiction, but during the Civil War." Yeah. Well, I, I think, or no, I, uh, I, I was, I, I did or say his that. character from Jackie Brown. No, from Django. I said he was like Django. That's but that, what it was. But that was more in the beginning. At the yeah. later, he turns more into the Pulp Fiction. Yes. One. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I'm out of watching all three of these movies or four of his movies now is I don't think I could. I wouldn't do this again where I would sit down and watch three of them. Mm-hmm. I would have to watch one. Like all of them are great, and I could choose any of them, but I just need one because oh, I'd, they're I'd all. Watch, I'd watch so many. They're all slower and very much. Pulp Fiction is not a slow movie. It, it, it's slower than some. It's definitely. Not as slow as uh, Hateful Eight. I don't know. It's just his style. They all, all three movies, like you could feel it was his movie. And I like. Well, yeah, that's a point. Right. And I don't need. I need to split them up is my point. I can't do six hours of him in a week. Well, you just. It's a lot. Then you just don't vibe with Tarantino's style, which is, that's fine. Uh, yeah, it's just he, he's just not your guy. He's you not my find favorite guy, guy, but I will say the movies are amazing. And if I need to rewatch them, I'll watch them one at a time. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. That's he is he's he's great for newcomers to film to get in because I mean, if there's one word that describes his movies, Feet. it's that's a good one. That's okay. The second word I would say would be another f word: fun. Oh. His movies are fun. They are they or take the- themselves seriously. Like, you, you you know, you don't want to show, like, somebody who's, like, what are, like, some of the, like, show me why film as a medium is so great. Maybe, maybe don't show them Citizen Kane right away. Ish. Maybe show them Pulp Fiction show them or Barnyard. Django Unchained. Barnyard from 2006. Or Barnyard. <laughs> or Gods of Egypt. <laughs> With, mm, little sneak peek for next week. <laughs> sneak peek. Mm, sneak peek. Mm. Yeah. I, that's everything I have. I mean, cool. I, I mean, we could just keep diving into it, but overall, I mean, Hateful Eight is just such a fun movie with fun characters, and it's just a fun time if you want to just learn about some fun mysteries and you know who 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 what's going to happen next. Maybe a thing, but it does. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, that's good. Good movie. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the do next we movie go- is Pulp Fiction. Yay! Blaine's first time watching Pulp Fiction. Well, I've seen Pulp Fiction. I don't know how many times, but yeah, we've, I've seen, we've it seen it once or twice, oh, really? maybe twice. Okay, I've it, seen enough of it to feel like I've I've seen enough clips to feel like it's been a couple times I've watched it. But I've sat down and watched it at least fully once. In in all through high school, this was like my my favorite movie, and it was just like in my brain, I was like, all oh, these Pulp Fiction is like a real movie. They don't make real movies now. Pulp Fiction's a real movie. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> that's yeah. That's it, like. Like I was saying, if you're going to get somebody into why are movies so great, show them Pulp Fiction. 
yeah, the it's more of like, well, there's always good movies coming out. I don't think there's been a lot as many good movies, but like even like in the nineties, there was still a lot of bad movies. But like, oh, yeah. just still the good movies will just stand the test of time. I- exactly. Yeah. I mean, there 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 are so many good movies out there, and, and Pulp Fiction is still something special. Like there is that movie does have a magic. It 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 may or may not be my favorite Tarantino. It's it's I don't even think it's in my top ten movies of all time anymore. But it is. It's got a magic to it. When you sit down with a group of people and watch it, especially people that have never seen it before, like they always have fun with it. I remember watching this with my brother for the first time, and he was laughing the whole time. I mean, you you go through a whole thing of emotions. You're laughing, and then that one scene happens, and you're going, what the fuck? <laughs> you don't yeah. even have to say what scene it is. They, they were dancing. Right. Oh yeah, that that's one. what it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> right. Well, it, what were you guys thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> Going into this movie, though, I had no clue what to expect because I, I you see clips of like some of those famous lines, but dude, it was I don't even know how to describe it. It was just such a it was such a unique story and so well told. It's three like, it, unique I, I stories. Can't, told I can't together. compare it to any other movie I've yeah. seen. That is, I mean, it feels like maybe maybe not Tarantino's masterpiece, but definitely his thesis. I, I like do this like, is yeah. if you only have if you only have time in your life to watch one Tarantino movie, make it Pulp Fiction. Yeah, because it's got all of the things. It's got all of his trademarks. Yeah, I agree. That's that's how I would describe it. I mean, it, Pulp Fiction's. It's I don't know personally. Out of the three watched, I. I mean, like, Pulp Fiction's such a good experience, but I don't know. Like, as a movie, I'm not sure if I'm that on board with it, you know? Yes, I, I know exactly what you mean. And now, no, don't, don't, don't hate me when I say this. Pulp Fiction reminds me of a lot of, like, Family Guy, where you can take clips out of context, and they're fantastic. But when you watch the thing as a whole, it's kind of like, I'm not really sure I'm on board with this, you know? I've heard a lot of people say before, like, what is Pulp Fiction even about? Like... That movie's just like about nothing. Things just happen, which I mean, um, Tim Roth robs a diner. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's certainly a viable, a viable opinion. But I mean, there is some some subtext. I think people get bogged down in the idea that it's three stories, all, I don't even all know. combining. I think it, and and right. told out of order. I think the out of order is what throws people off. I don't yes. think the amount of stories throws people off. I think yeah. it's that it, like John Travolta spoilers. Uh, dies in the We're middle. We're in spoilers of, now. Okay, and like he dies in the middle of the movie, but then he's like in almost every other scene afterwards, like in a flashback. Yeah, yeah. I've never found that confusing. I mean, it's very straightforward. I feel like there's title cards that tell you when things are changing. Oh, I agree with yeah, but it, so I like, think it, there's just so much happening to where like it can get cluttered. Yeah, but also I I I feel that the so much happening thing is to this movie's benefit. Yes, that it's there's always something going on. That is at least slightly interesting. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, wait five minutes. Something else will happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I never felt bored. It was just good. And it does. I feel like there doesn't need to be a point. Like, I, I guess the way he told that story, it was just told so well. That's all I needed. Like, I just keep thinking about the movie, and that's all. Like, that's, that's the point of the movie. The point of a movie is to entertain and be done well, and it was. Period. My absolute favorite movies are not ones that I watch immediately and go, oh, yeah, it's ones that I watch and go, okay, 
And then I sit there and think about it for a week. And then I watch it again. And then I think about it for a week. And then I'm like, oh, I've watched this movie 10 times in a month. Maybe it's one of my favorites. So I like this. Yeah. Mm, that's yummy, yummy. another. I, I prefer movies like that than ones that I go, yeah, that was a really good time. But then I do not think about it once I walk out of the theater. Like, I, I much prefer movies. Like, that, when you were so happy think. when you walked out of Halloween Ends, you were like, oh, my gosh. Like, Michael Myers is in there for almost five minutes. I love him so much. Kissy face emoji. See, that's the opposite. I can't stop thinking about it because I'm like, wow, I wasted, what, $17 on that ticket? <laughs> hey, online fees are expensive, okay? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know how much more expensive it is to do an online transaction than print out a piece of paper? So much. <laughs> so much. It's, such, it's so much more of a hassle to get those, you know, those transistors to that, fire the giant bulk ticket instead of individual tickets. <laughs> To put in one order, yeah, for what eight people? Of course. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is great. Blaine, you seem conflicted about Pulp Fiction. I am, but like as we talk and think through it, I, I it might be my favorite out of the three we watch. Okay, okay. But it, when, when I walked in tonight, it was yeah. Blaine told me he was like, "I hate this." When after the watch, after you watched no, it, no, when he first walked in. He was like, no. I don't like this movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill one to sleep. I did not. Sleep. That <laughs> okay. is not. Jack's no, making no. a joke. He's, he's making a joke there. <laughs> yeah, joke. Lock your door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Are you talking about Blaine or you're talking about yourself? <laughs> I lock my doors. <laughs> no, I mean, are you good? Are you the one that hated Pulp Fiction? No. Okay. You well. Okay. See, now you're un- unsure. <laughs> I am unsure. Oh, okay. Why? Uh well I didn't well, I didn't hate it I'm saying I'm comparing it to three we watched this yeah. week okay sure so if I had to put it up with the three we watched this week which we do at the end but I would probably put it at the bottom okay. but I wouldn't consider it bad either that's the thing well I I don't think any of his movies are bad yeah but it, it's I mean it's like we were talking about with all of his other movies we just like if you have to rank them something has to be on the bottom right right yeah I don't know the which more we talk it about sucks. it. <laughs> The more we talk about it, the more I want to go watch it again. And I don't don't know if that's the same for the other two movies. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Out of the three movies, I probably would watch that first Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though I'm conflicted on why I want to watch it again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, but you could watch it again and then, you know, either be like, oh, no, I do like that. Or, "Eh, no, that's not really what I remember it being. Definitely. It was... Always on my list that I like I had to see, and I'm glad. Yeah. Like, any specific there's a reason why it was on the list. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Any any I mean, people talk about it all the time. Let me add that to the list. Not only do they talk about pulp culture in it, but it has, you know, it's made its impact on pulp culture. Any any favorite moment in particular from pulp fiction? Oh, the the cleanup scene when they clean up With the, the wolf. Harvey Keitel from yeah. Reservoir Dogs, Jack. What the cleanup? The wolf. Oh yeah, the no, wolf. He's a, yeah. Oh, he's so good. That, yeah. that 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 might be my favorite character in my fiction. Actually, the wolf is the best character. <laughs> he is. He was a good character. Yeah, that was great. So pretty please with the cherry on top. Clean the fucking car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you like when you first walked. Blaine was like, uh, he's gonna kill him. No, he's just there to do a job. I know, but like the way like he just like the John Travolta was like, I'm gonna just absolutely not respect you. There is absolutely like a, especially after you know. Marvin's head just accidentally exploded that there is there is kind of like a tension there with how John Travolta's being like 
he's button heads with Jimmy, and then he's button heads with the wolf. So there's absolutely something going on there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So that's Pulp Fiction. And then we watched uh, one more movie for our main list, which was Inglorious Bastards. Yay. World War Two. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you said I thought you said what were two, and I was like, um, two what? <laughs> two world wars, two actually. Pieces of candy. And then Blaine, first time watching Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Um. Well, since you can't really, since we can't really explain Pulp Fiction, Blaine, what what happens in Glorious Bastards in three sentences? Too much just happens in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Blaine, you get three sentences to explain Glorious Bastards. Oh, you can't do that to me. I'll, fine, I'll keep it quick, though. Fine, too. Okay, so World War II, um, secret unit of Jews going to Germany. No, France, I apologize. Right? Germany-controlled France. Yeah. Bonjour. To kill Nazis. Like, ruthlessly. ruthlessly. Guy can't, that was about three sentences. That was pretty good. There's a lot more that happens, but you tied me to three sentences. I did, I did. I tied you Are up. they all Jews? Is Aldo Rain a Jew? I, the obviously, leader. the bear Jew is. Aldo Rain's the Brad Pitt, the leader. Yeah, he's he the only Jewish. one. I thought he was the only one that wasn't. I have no idea. He just really does not like Nazis. Maybe because he's, he's Jewish. Definitely not Italian. <laughs> he's definitely not Italian. Mm. Oh my gosh! I was Did watching you not this. Hear him say Gorlami. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the special features today, and and apparently it was written more like the character was pulling it off. But when they did the table read and Brad Pitt went Mongiorno, <laughs> everybody cracked up, and Tarantino went, "Okay, I guess you know what? I like that better. We're doing that now." <laughs> I started dying when, yeah. he, oh, when so he started good. talking in Italian because <laughs> I was so confident in him because he was like, I'm the best one here. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's in, in a movie where everybody else is pretending to be somewhere they're not and just out of rain can't be anybody except a Nazi killing country boy yep. to see him try to be Italian is so funny. Yeah, I think Inglorious Bastards has some of the most just... At least for me, just lines that I say all the time. Yeah, yeah. I got 80. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. It, so, Jack... I will. Let's just, let's just go right into spoilers, because... Yeah, let's just go right into spoilers. Jack, this is your favorite. I I'm think guessing. out of the three, this is my this, favorite. Uh, Maybe your may, favorite Tarantino. I may... T- well, I don't know. It, Django? Well, it's... It's so hard because it's Tarantino. Yeah. And, like, you always just flip around with Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. Before going into these, Inglorious Bastards was probably my favorite. And you don't just flip around between two. You flip around between, like, like five. I was going to say, like, seven. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after what we watching, Jackie Brown movie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've been... We'll talk about it, but I can't stop thinking about Jackie Brown. <laughs> and then... Because, like, cause like, Hateful Eight was also amazing again. I know. <laughs> I remember going, oh, he feels so good. But then I was like, Inglorious Bastards are so much better. But then we watched Hateful Eight and I was like... Oh, but Hateful Eight was so good. <laughs> it's hard to rank these movies. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I've been going back between them just sitting here. I don't even know. Crying. You yeah. can't hear it. We have a tear filter on the mic. Blaine's currently <laughs> swimming. We have a boat, actually. <laughs> We're on a boat. You can't hear it. We also have a wave filter and a foghorn filter, so you can't hear when the boat goes... Leghorn. All right. I, I killed that joke. Let's, no, I uh, brought keep it back moving. with Looney Tunes. Don't oh, okay. worry. I said foghorn, leghorn. Yeah, I know. You know that is, Blaine? Do you know that is? Yeah, I'm following. Okay. Ugh. Gotta make sure. We're in a weird mood. 
Well, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> At least we're, I we're, am. Oh, I'm in a dude, weird this mood. This is a weird night, guys. <laughs> well, it's Tarantino. It only gets weirder with Tarantino. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. So, Glorious Bastards, because that's what we're supposed to be talking about, I think. You kept mentioning, like, the feet stuff. Like, I didn't really get that until this movie. <laughs> Glorious Bastards? There was... I was watching another thing where they were movie. they were doing the clapper. It was just... They were showing... There was a special feature on just when they did the clapper in front of every, like, shot. And <laughs> they did it on the feet underneath the tavern. And it <laughs> and the lady doing the clapper was just like, feet take, <laughs> or feet foot scene, <laughs> take three. <laughs> See, it's one of those things, too, where, like, I wonder if they, he just does it as, like, a meme now, you know? Yeah, that's... Uh, God, especially after Jackie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <that> was... <laughs> Feet the movie. Because <laughs> Blaine was like, I realized it after watching Glorious Passion. I was like, oh yeah, Blaine didn't watch Jackie Brown. Yeah. No. That's, there's, there's not a lot of it in Pulp Fiction. There's, and there's not there's a, a lot of bit it in Hateful Eight. It... There's a lot in Jackie Brown and Kill Bill. Yes. Those are the two that I think are biggest on it. And maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, actually, I actually have not it, seen that yet. It's got some. I haven't seen it yet. I need, I need to watch, to watch it. it again. I, that one I've only seen once, and I need to watch it again. All right, do we need to go back into the movie here? I don't know. What are we talking about? I don't even pastors? know. Dude, it's World War II. It's, so I think we already said we're in spoiler territory, but it's a revisionist World War II movie. Um, and that favorite was, scene. What yes. do you got? Favorite yep. scenes. Ooh, favorite scene. Go back to me. I, can't, I need to think. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of great scenes. I mean, the tavern, the opening shot with Christoph Waltz is, I mean, again, that's, that is... Mm. Chef's kiss. That's my favorite. Chef's kiss to that to the tension in that scene, and that was good. When Senor or when Monsieur La Petite takes out his corn cob pipe, and there's kind of like a close up on the pipe, and I was this time I was like, why? What's going on there? And then once Christoph Waltz's Hans Landa realize once he's got the upper hand, he takes out his pipe, but it's a bigger pipe. It's like, a, you know, one of those big old Sherlock Holmes pipes. Yeah, it's like and a he's mini just like, mm-hmm, I'm smoking my pipe too. Look at me. I gotcha. So that that pops into my head. And then, of course, like the tavern scene, which is kind of like the centerpiece of the movie. That's a good scene. Yeah. A good where, scene. I mean, it, it's where it's people undercover. And the way Tarantino explained it was World War II is the last time a bunch of white, fee- a bunch of white people fought a bunch of white people. So the only thing that separated them was language. Yep. So that you could infiltrate very easily the other side if you knew the language. Especially well especially with Americans where there's no like national American. Right. Because there's like Germans, Irish, like 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 I don't know, like all the other European races. Like you can like, you know, hair color, eye color. But Americans, it's a mishposh. Like it's the melting pot of everything. Yeah, well it's the plane. What'd you I say? Don't, I don't even what did you know say what earlier? I said. I said like mosh posh. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but <laughs> sure. It's a mosh posh. I don't know if it's a thing either, but I said it. <clears throat> I'm dying here. You said it. I was I was laughing at your country accent there on that on that last word. Thank you. Sounds like you're gargling razors. <laughs> anyway, tavern scene. It's like the center, center piece where people are everybody's lying, and then oopsies, everybody gets shot because he did the wrong three. He did the wrong three, and I oh, man that see that always sticks in my mind too. Is is this is the German three. This is the American that's three. That's the one thing I learned out of that movie. Yeah. That's, I mean, that Not is. Not even Nazis are bad. Just like three in German. You use your thumb. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's, that's interest, interesting and an interesting way to give it away. And then, of course, 
guns get pointed at testicles. <laughs> I oh, guess yeah. that's a Tarantino trademark yeah. that I didn't pick up on until this week, but he likes people getting their balls blown off, I guess. Which, which he does, but this one's not even that he, get, he gets shot immediately. This is more of a, I'm going to point the gun at your balls for like five minutes. Right, but then they do explode. Well, yeah. Yeah, they do. If it but was then me, they die. If it was They're me, not stuck I'd, with it. At least just time. shoot me. I don't want to. I don't like the tension. Just do it. I don't know. My favorite scene was the the theater burning down when she's just laughing on the uh, screen projection. She, she's just laughing yeah, in the a... background while everyone's dying. And like since it was World War II and Hitler doesn't die like that, I didn't know what to expect. But everyone just dies. It's which great. Is, Fantastic. Yeah, that's, a, that's an homage to Metropolis from 1927, maybe? That sounds right. Yeah, okay. Then they do the burning, laughing thing, and the, yeah, that's that's awesome. There's a lot of... I was going to say that felt very 1984. Okay. Which 1984 is, is kind of, well, it's kind of Metropolis, but it's not... You've got the oppressive regime, but they're not as well off. As yeah. as metro- like the buildings aren't as fancy as as Metropolis. It's everything's still shit in 1984. Mm-hmm. But I felt yeah. very Big Brother. Yeah, Tar- Tarantino does a lot of like you could just go like just homages to older movies that Tarantino did, and like literally almost every scene's just like, hey, look, it's this thing from the past that he just put in this because why not? Yeah, yeah. There's he he does he does a lot of homages. There's even a there's a movie called Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's spelled differently. But a movie called *Inglorious Bastards* from the '70s with a very different plot, but it is World War II. It's it's a World War II like battalion or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very took it very differently. And actually, the director and the star of that movie have cameos in *Inglorious Bastards*. Nice. Yeah. Who are they? Uh, one the star of the original. His name was Bo Svensson, and he plays like one of the Americans in *Nation's Pride*, the film within *Inglorious Bastards*, mm-hmm. like the German propaganda film and then the director i can't remember his name but he's the guy in the theater who yells fire first like the older man um because that was his his he had a cameo in his inglorious bastards where he said fire and they fired like a mortar so tarantino wanted wanted him to say the same thing and they even shoot it like like it's it's like a close-up and that's so good yeah and he was, I was watching special features, and he was just, like, super happy. He's just like, I'm so happy to be here. Tarantino's the only one that can do this. This is so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, like, having, everybody was having a blast on set. It was great. So you picked, for your favorite scene, you picked the opening scene, right? Because if you also picked the opening scene, I'll switch mine to a different scene. I think, no, I, I, think, the, my, I think mine's the tavern. Okay, and you did the end. I did so the I end. thought one of you guys were, okay, well, I'm going to pick the bear Jew. Yeah. Because I thought that was too easy of a pick, uh-huh. and I didn't want two people to pick that, so now I want that. Okay, I want, you can have it. I want the bear Jew. <laughs> That's so the bear Jew is played by Eli. Tarantino. Or no, no, what? no, the guy, the guy he scalps. My bad. Yeah, so the guy who like that graphic shot of of the the inglorious the of the bastards scalping a Nazi. Apparently, that's Tarantino laying yeah, on the that's ground. Tarantino. Oh, really? That's interesting. I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. the Bear Jew is played by Eli Roth, who is a famous horror director. Yeah. So his movie Hostel mm-hmm. was actually produced by Tarantino, and they're buddies. What a great. And he guy. actually directed the Nation's Pride movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's also kind of an asshole. Well, that's you how go. you make it in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate you, Blaine. Look, hey. I'm famous. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna take that. <laughs> I was gonna make it worse, but I'll leave it like that. On the off chance you leave this mm. in, we denounce racism here. 
Cool. Is that good enough for you? Yeah, sure. Okay. We did it, everybody. <laughs> it takes all of us. We're, we're so going like, what is what, this? I don't know, dude. It's this like is, a Tarantino movie. God, this is going to be a mess to it's, edit. It's the but Tarantino of podcasts. It really is. Anyway. Look at my foot. <laughs> <laughs> the way you kicked your foot out and just like looked at everybody just like yeah yeah look at my foot yeah I just stared right at the foot <laughs> i think you're the only one not wearing shoes or socks right now too <laughs> that's hilarious well as we go down the thing it just degrades you're wearing shoes blaine's wearing socks and i'm wearing my skin you're wearing foot yeah, yeah. I'm wearing foot. it's like the evolution or evolution if you blaine get your foot off the table <laughs> <laughs> all right are we ending the... Uh, we're duking and nuking duking all three now. Duking and nuking. All right, let's, oh, let's go. Wait, hold on. Anything else in Glorious Bastards that we forgot about? No. Um, He put the cream on the thing. I like the cream. That's cool. Oh, yes. That's the cream. Delicious. Did you not just you gotta, eat that You got to wait for the cream. Good. Dude, every time I see that, I'm like, someday I'm going to have a piece of pie that, that is that good. And there will never be a piece of pie that good because well, I built it? it up in my brain too much. And you're also not Christoph Waltz. It was a, right. If Christoph Waltz ever serves me a piece of pie, that was a I'm dying the next day. I want... To happy, I don't know. I want Christoph Waltz just to read like his Inglorious Bastards lines at my funeral. Like I just like if they're putting me in the ground and I just hear or everyone just hears that's a bingo. That was <laughs> my senior quote. <laughs> was ooh that's a bingo, Colonel Hans Land. <laughs> so that's great. Your senior great so line. your senior quote in high school was a Nazi. Um, feet. <laughs> bingo. That's a bingo. <laughs> Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> He's like, mm, I didn't think about that. <laughs> nope. It's okay. My quote was Jimmy Neutron. Oh, see, that's that's pretty good. It was well, it wasn't even Jimmy. It was a character. Jimmy's that, ma'am. No. Jimmy's ma'am. Um <laughs> No, it was the it was Skeet. It was big thanks Jimmy Spanky's the burger episode. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. When was your senior quote in high school? I think it was just like Detroit. That's lame. <laughs> that's all I got. We need to find more things to bully Blaine about. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Green clocks bro. have run their course. Yeah. Good. We need to find a good mosh posh of things to find. <laughs> hey, I'll bring something new every week. Don't worry. I got you, bro. All right. Are we duking nuking? Yes. Hey, fillet up first, Blaine. That's a duke. Or, we got a nuke that's at the least problem. one, man. <laughs> that's the problem. It's like, yeah. I thought I said it backwards for a second. I was like, no, I like that one. I like all of them. Well, the problem, I know, I'd be, like, super quick I to duke I, all I, these. I think I have to nuke Hateful Eight. That's the one let's for just you? Pick, let's just okay. say the one we're nuking. Ooh, okay. Hateful Eight. Well, shoot, all I right. I think we're all going to nuke a different one. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because I think you're going to do Inglorious Bastards. I'm pointing at Will. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to. I'm going to nuke Pulp Fiction. Okay, and you're doing Hateful Eight? And I'm doing Hateful Eight. Okay. That you have yeah. to do Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, what does that mean? And it just kind of means that I guess you should watch all of these movies. Yeah, I was gonna say it just means they're all that good. <laughs> uh, we can't come to a consensus. Mm-mm. Blaine, give me all your facts. It can't be worse than last week. Continue. <laughs> uh, don't test me, man. Oh, all right, we're starting with oh Hateful Eight, God. man. That looks like a real hosh posh of text you have. I there. think you should stop looking at my phone and just let me read the facts. Okay, fine, go. <laughs> Blaine, is that your social security number? God damn. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Okay. One, two, three. Email four, us five. with a Six, five seven, star eight, review, nine, and then I will give you Blaine's social security number. Okay. Are you ready? Hateful Eight. First fact. Here we go. So the script was leaked online before they even um, 
filmed it. Um, I already knew that. Bad trivia. <laughs> you know it's bad when Blaine is getting pissed. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go home. I'm just gone. At least it's not like a fucking green clock, okay? <laughs> Did you know this? It's a PG show, Blaine. <laughs> you didn't answer his question. Did you know that? It, that uh, no, I didn't know the that. Script, the script was leaked. No. And um, Tarantino didn't want to film it anymore. And the people that had already read the script were like, it's so Dude, good, man. It's so good. I want to yeah. do it. And they convinced him to. Film I don't it. think that's a problem because, like, uh, like, most movies, like, I mean, like, if you see a script online, you're just, like, people just go and read it. Like, movies get premiered, like, a couple weeks before they come out. Usually, I think. Usually, like the latest ones, usually like somewhat like a lot of the bigger Marvel movies, they had like only like a couple days, maybe a week of the premiere to when they went out to actual audiences. So, like, that's when anyone can spoil anything online. And even though it's not in the public eye, if you want to find out information, you can find out any information you want. Yeah, pretty much. So, and I mean, a script is like what one tenth of, of a movie? Like, obviously, it's the first thing and it's it's very important to a movie, but. There's a lot that goes into making a movie. I, I mean, would assume you, also Tarantino shooting movie. it, sound design, production, like all of those things are going to change well, and while already, shooting. But the one thing with this movie was it was more of a murder mystery, so it was it did spoil it. I it guess it spoiled it more. I think than I get the that. Other I get sure, we watch. Sure, I just I I still think I I still think I mean. You ever tried reading the original Star Wars script? I was going to say, how many people are actually going to go out and read the script? I don't read. I don't go read scripts. I'm sorry. That's why I watch movies. Yeah, I don't want to read. I'm an American. I pay online con- uh, convenience fees to go see a movie that no one's in because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, guys. You ready for the next fact? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me okay, the so next at, trivia. I'm, I'm actually fact. curious, Will, if you noticed this, or Jack. I, I didn't notice this, and I couldn't remember what scene this was. But um, it was in the Apparently, movie. at some point, Joe Gage um, says a bastard's work is never done. And it's a homage to uh, Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. I did catch that. It's, it's apparently cool a tagline on the poster. When was that? Can't remember what when he said that. I think it's when Kurt Russell is like interviewing him about oh, his life he's, story. He's when gonna, he first meets him, when he's talking yeah. about his mom. Yeah, he's going to visit his mom. Okay, so homage to Inglorious Bastards. Nice. Next one. Go. All right. Let's go into trivia. You ready? First question, yes. or I'm sorry, question, trivia questions. That was... Well, facts. hold on. Now I got to re if I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Continue, please. Good. All right. <laughs> what was the last name of Kurt Russell's bounty hunter? The Hangman. <laughs> no. That's his middle name. Oh. He's got two. The Hangman. Actually, three. The Hangman. So what's his, so what's actual his actual name? name? Ruth. John Ruth. So John the Hangman Ruth. Yeah. Nice. Also, well, you, no, you're right, because they do say John Ruth, the hangman. There's even so a cool I think fact you're here. Right, Jack. Ruth is an archaic term for gentleness, which is funny because he is the opposite of gentle. I don't think there's any well, gentle people in this movie, though. I he, mean, uh, he, he is he probably care, is the most bringing her in alive. Yeah. That's true. That is true. All right, Blaine, next trivia. Next question. In which state? Oh, we already did that. Wyoming. Colorado. Um, we what is the name Montana. of the lodging? Okay, we already did. You said that earlier, but I'll let you answer it. Means what is the name of the lodging? The lodging? The lodging. The house. Oh, uh, he said it like a hundred times. Mickey's 
Um, Shrabberdashery. Right? <laughs> I love you. What's a haberdashery for women? Because a haberdashery is a men's clothing store. I don't uh, know. The mall. Which this certainly is not. I think that's a joke. Macy's. <laughs> a shopping mall? It, have you ever seen um, Looney Tunes Back in Action? Brendan Fraser. Yes. And you know the part where they're in the desert and they see the Walmart? Yeah. Okay, so just imagine a bunch of like Western women in the snow and they just see a Macy's. Oh my gosh. And it's Mickey's Shrabberdashery. <laughs> What's Shrabberdashery? Mickey. It's a hosh posh of words. <laughs> I hate you. All right. Um, let's just go to the next movie here. Let's stop. Pulp, pulp, pulp Face palmed him up. Pulp Fiction, are you ready? Uh huh. Yes, unless you change. Okay, one cool fact here that I thought was really cool. I'm just cutting you off. Stop (laughs) talking. (laughs) Okay, I didn't realize how cheap. Like there was not an expensive movie. Is they said it only cost eight million to make. Yeah, I'm jump change. Are you gonna ask me what the most expensive scene is? Uh, that would be dope. Answer it. I think Jack Rabbit Slims. That that was the most expensive set. Okay. The, Mm. The dance scene. Well, so, yeah, they probably had to build that whole restaurant, that's, right? Well, seven million of the budget went to that little racetrack. What? <laughs> I don't know. That's true. What? So what's cool it is can't the, be. the right, just getting the rights of the movies, they already made profit. So like the theaters getting the rights to the movies to show it, they already made 11 million. Really? Made, just you, selling the yeah. film, it made money. Yeah. Before, before it even hit box sales. Imagine, wow. Imagine, yeah. imagine if they wow. just gave them like blank copies and it's like, Aha, we made profit. <laughs> yeah. So in box office, they made $200 million. Wow. It was an $8 million movie. What's that according to inflation? I don't know. I didn't I do know, that I research. Did. I hate you. <laughs> Blaine's like, that was a cool stat. Oh, here's a question. Uh, how many times? <laughs> Blaine's got a my question dance. Without laughing. He's got a question dance now. That's the new name of the segment, by the way. Blaine's got a question dance. <laughs> that, that's... Hold on, let me, let me write the chapter that in Hateful Eight, Domergoo's got a secret. <laughs> chapter seven, Blaine's got a question dance. I got a question. <laughs> How many times was the word fuck used? In Pulp Fiction? Yeah. It held the record before Wolf of Wall Street. It's over 200, I think. It is. I'm going to guess 247. Really close, but a little bit higher. Okay. A 246. Little... No. I, I think the answer is a little bit. <laughs> Two, 253? So I, I got, there was two, I found two sources. Okay. Most of them said 265. Okay. And then there was one that said 255. Well, but I think 265. Just, can't they just yeah. count it? I know, right? I would think, like, but I'm not going to sit there. Like how is that confirm. like a controversial like thing? It's like, this was only used this many times. I don't like, know. Uh, well, I, my, my theory is that 265 was counting swear words in general. Well, that's not but, the F word. That's that not the fucking question. And then 255 <laughs> would have been the uh, yeah. F word. That's that's the only thing I can think. Boy, of. Boy, they why. really like Taren- if two sixty is all the swear words. Right, they really like, put all their eggs in one basket with with the, with the f word. But now yeah. that I think of it, that's all they really said was the f word. Yeah, I had a little book when I was a kid, just of random facts, and it was there was a page. Every, it was about, like one fact about f words. Yeah, and it was just the movie with the most f words is Pulp Fiction. So it, that was it, when I was like, I gotta watch Pulp Fiction. I was, I was looking. Um, it's not even the top ten now. Really? Well, Wolf of Wall, it took till Wolf of Wall Street in twenty in twenty fourteen, which is twenty years after Pulp Fiction to even pass it. Uh, South so, Park passed it. 
I think what in the, the movie number ten oh, is like three hundred. I might be thinking of swear words, not F. That was ninety-seven. It was. Yeah. When did Pulp Fiction come out? Ninety-four. Okay, so that was after. Yeah, but Pulp Fiction held it until Wolf of Wall Street in twenty fourteen. Oh, dude, I don't. Know. So since twenty fourteen. Wait, this is a long dance you're doing. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, number ten was the Outpost. Three fifty-five. Okay, no one's ever heard of that. But like, what year? Uh, that would have been 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah. 2006 was uh, Alpha Dog. See, these aren't like known movies. All right. Yeah. Sorry. No, Blaine, that was awesome. Thank you for trivia facts. And Blaine does a little dance. <laughs> You're welcome. I noticed there wasn't any Inglorious Bastards information. I whatsoever. still have information. I know. That movie was so historically accurate. You think there would be any? Oh, oh you have more? You yeah, I have, I have plenty of information. You meant to recognize you what said, he said. You said last one. Didn't he say last one? No. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> you you said you said last one. Thank you. I was going to say, did I? Am I going crazy here? How many more do we have? I feel like we ask this every week. Uh, we're all dying. All right. Uh, I'll give you one trivia from Pulp Fiction, and then we'll go into uh, Inglorious Bastards and finish this up. And I, I keep going between trivia and facts. So this is a I question. Know. So I apologize. I know. <laughs> God, I hate all of you. Uh, what was the owner of the gun shop? There's two of us. Uh, it began with like a. Uh, he had like he had a weird name. Zed like Z. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's his boyfriend. It. Yeah, I was gonna say Zed didn't own it. Oh. Um. It was a beardy. It starts with an M. Beardy Malachi. Man. Michael. Hard. Save big money. <sighs> you Menards. Save something big there. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. I'm pretty far from <laughs> pretty fucking far from okay. <laughs> so okay, Inglorious Bastards. You ready? Real quick fact. Let's go. Okay. Um, okay, so did you know that this was based off of an inspired operation called Operation Greenup? And they actually made a documentary on this operation called The Real Inglorious Bastards on the History Channel. Oh, whoa, so cool. Fact. Um, okay. That was actually interesting. I didn't mean to be demeaning there. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Everything well, you well, say is demeaning. You're good. <laughs> you don't have to worry. <laughs> I'm used to it by now, well, just bro. Looked at me. He's like, that one looked mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing at Blaine, who just, I guess, assumes your presence is demeaning. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> what is the name of the uh, family at the beginning um, that the Frenchman is hiding? The last name of that family. I paid it. I paid attention to it. But I don't remember. Hit La- us with that answer, oh, wait, the French family or the Jews? The, the Jews. Jewish family. Jewish oh, okay. family. Okay, the French family is the Petites. La Petites. La Petites. The the Jewish family. Well, Shoshana. I can give you four. Uh, Goldman, Dreyfus, 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 because there is because I remember thinking of Richard Dreyfus from Jaws and Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, so cool fact on that. So they think that's why that's their last name is because of Julia, okay. Julie, because she's in um, that and Kill Bill, right? She's a side character. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, so oh, she okay. is in in Glorious Bastards. She is the translator, the French translator that walks around with the poodle. Oh, okay. And then I don't know who she is in Kill Bill. I think her name is... I've never seen Kill Bill. Oh, so you didn't get to it this week? Her name is Sophie 
Patel and Kill Bill. I thought you were going to watch Kill Bill this week. I was going to, but I never got to it. Yeah. Too bad. All right. Well, thank you for your trivia and facts, Blaine. Was that the last one, though? You're good. No, he had more, Will. You I have so much. Oh, I'm sorry. You no, we're good. But you did so much work. We're good. We, we got some. Now, do one more. Do your favorite one. No, um, I did the good ones. We're good. Okay, well, then we're done. Um, okay. <laughs> Blaine, thank you for Trivia and Facts for the third time. And your little dance. Do a dance. I know you want to do a dance. Wow, that was such a good dance. I didn't like that dance as much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought He's the a... first dance was better. He's a little dances, so that's okay. Well, <laughs> the first dance was natural. Natural dance. Like you're naked? Yeah. Gross. Glad this is audio only, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to see me. <laughs> okay, next we're jumping into the next segment, which is what we watching, www.watching. Hooray. What, we got guns? <laughs> Sorry. I was just pointing, I was pointing at you because what we watching. Oh, we've, yeah. We've got a shared. We watched we, our stuff segments together. Are shared this week. We watched, Yay. We watched two other Tarantino movies, Reservoir Dogs and Jackie Brown. Yes. Will, explain one of those things. Okay, Reservoir Dogs is a heist movie where you don't see the heist and the heist goes wrong. You see the before and after, and the heist goes wrong, and turns out one of the guys may be a mole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some people, some people die in the heist. Some people get shot, but they don't know each other, so they've all got code names of colors. There's Mister Blonde, Mister White, Mister Blue, Mister Pink, Mister Brown, Mister Orange. Did you just make a Breaking Bad reference, Mister White? Yo, Mister White. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, pretty good. It's got Harvey Keitel, who's the wolf in Pulp Fiction. Tim Roth, who is in Pulp Fiction and is... The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Well, he's not the Incredible Hulk. He's the Abomination. He's also in Hateful Eight. He's the British guy in Hateful Eight. Oswald Mowbray. It's Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi's in there. Steve Buscemi's really good. Steve Buscemi's pretty good. He's he's probably the best part of Reservoir Dogs. I would say I think he's my favorite part of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. I, I mean... Like when he hides under that thing. When there's the shooting, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, funny. That's he's just funny. like he's just not having it. He's yeah, he's just yelling at everybody. He's like, I'm the only one that's being a professional here. <laughs> so if you like heist movies, watch Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, or if you're curious about Tarantino, it's his first movie. If you like a mole, okay, yeah. If you got a good mole in your body and want to watch another mole on TV, watch Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, it's his first movie and probably his shortest. I think it's it's only around ninety minutes. Yeah. So. Which doesn't need to be longer either. Mm-mm. No, it does not. It, it is because how long was Inglorious Bastards? Because the other two about were two and a half hours. Yeah. Everything we watched was about two and a half hours. Jackie yeah. Brown was also about two and a half hours. Okay. I think Jackie Brown was longer. Yeah. Ha ha! Jackie... That means you got to explain Jackie Brown. Good luck. Okay, so there's this lady. She's named Jackie Brown. She's she's hip and she's cool, but she's like 45 or something. Dude, she's a badass. <laughs> Jackie Brown. Uh, <laughs> And she is a stewardess on airplanes, but Sam Jackson is also a guy who sells guns, and he gets his money from Mexico, and Jackie Brown uh, smuggles the money from plane trips from Mexico to America, and she gives the money to Sam Jackson. But then the cops are like, Jackie Brown, we see you have money, but we want to catch Sam Jackson, so you're going to work with us. And then there's all these different connection things, and who's going to get the money, maybe what, and you got to figure out if Jackie Brown gets to keep the money or if the cops get the money. Or if Sam Jacks gets the money, and it's it's kind of like a heist, kind of, but it's more of like a big twist of everything going around of, you know, where the money's going, who has it, and the plan doesn't go the way the cops want it, or maybe it does, and maybe Sam Jackson gets what he wants, maybe he does, maybe Jackie Brown doesn't get what she wants. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, there is a lot going on in Jackie Brown, 
Robert Forster's in there. He is like the Sam Jackson keeps busting people out of prison. Yeah, and he's and, the bondsman. Yeah, and and so the guy who Sam Jackson pays to pays for jail bonds is Robert Forster, who ends up like having a thing with Jackie Brown, and that's actually that's really cute. Their little romance, I found that like really yeah, cute just, and charming. Just two old people. I just yeah, like Robert Forster. He's just like he was my favorite. Character he's living in the movie. his best life. He was my favorite. Character. Yes. Oh my gosh, he's so good. I love Robert Forster. But Pam Greer is a badass and totally owns the movie. Yep. Like even though Sam Jackson's in there and is intimidating as hell with his little beard, with his little beard and his ponytail and <laughs> a bald head. He is like he is like a beard that's like <laughs> the size of like. Uh, like it's like smaller. It's like half the size of it's my. It's like a finger. friendship bracelet like, hanging not, off his chin. Yeah, it's like it's like a foot down his face, but it's like <laughs> it's awful. This, it's braided. It's but like like really two tiny. Hairs, so every time he talks, it just wiggles. <sighs> nice. He's he is he's so grody in this, yeah. and he lives in a house with his girlfriend and Robert De Niro, who is always over and hanging out Ooh. and smoking pot with his girlfriend. Robert They're always De- smoking out of the these really fancy-ass bongs that are like sculptures. There's Rob- so much in, so much interesting stuff happening. I forgot. Robert De Niro might be my second favorite character in the movie. He's so funny. He is, dude. He's just vibing the whole time. Or it's, or it's just people reacting to Robert De Niro just doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's just vibing, man. Like when Sam Jackson was just like, what happened to you? <laughs> Your ass used to be beautiful. He's like, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the Jackie Brown's a good movie. Honestly, every Tarantino movie is quite the experience. So if you like, if you like heist movies more than like, and it's uh, Jackie Brown is also not that graphic. No, it might. I've heard other people say this, but it might be uh, Tarantino's most mature movie. I'd agree with that. I, yeah. I, it's, it's his his style is kind of dialed back a little bit, and he he's kind of more restrained, and it's more of a traditional kind of movie mm-hmm. like if if you didn't know you may not think it's a tarantino movie no. um but I mean, it, you, could, it, you could maybe guess but on but yeah like you'd be like well this could be anybody yeah but when you watch something else it's like oh this big weird thing happened and that's probably him i saw that foot mm-hmm. you know like, yeah it's all over the place yeah but this one really it's it's interesting because it's his only adaptation of like a it's an adaptation of a book but it's it's really interesting. The plot takes a lot of interesting turns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch anything else this week? I did. I watched, I rewatched Blowout again. Oof. Brian, because Brian De Palma is Tarantino's, one of Tarantino's favorite directors, Blowout being one of Tarantino's favorite movies. Ooh. It's about a sound guy who records uh, a car that has, blows out a tire, but he's like, I'm a sound guy, and I know there was a gunshot there. Somebody shot that tire. Whoa. And the guy in the car turns out to be a guy who's running for president. So Whoa. there's a whole political assassination, and he's like, I know what's going on. So he's like trying to prove it with his like sound tapes and stuff. So it's you see, you see him recording sound and stuff, which I love, but there's also like a bunch of uh, conspiracy stuff going on, and it is, ooh, it's just so great. It's, it's great. Watch it. It's great. I will. I want to watch that. But you said we, we might do that on a week. So I might. Yeah. If we do week. a Brian De Palma week, that's absolutely going on. We there. might do that soon because I would. November's kind of dead. Okay. But and, I'll check to see what comes. And out. if it's with the uh, this week, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. Well, that's I guess it. I also. Uh, I watched those two movies like we said, and I also watched what? What'd you forget? What'd you forget I, to say? I forgot. I I said last week I would watch House of Dragon. <gasps> I did. I watched, did but you? I I I modified my promise. But you might like it better. Did I watched watch? one episode of House of Dragons. Uh-huh. 
and I watched one episode of Game of Thrones. Interesting. I, mm-hmm. I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones. Which Just, one did you like more? <sighs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. I, I, wa- I liked Game of Thrones better. Not a huge fan of it, but I can see how some people would be. Oh, yeah. I, I liked it. Something's just really annoyed me with it. Um, for some reason, I don't like Rhaenyra's face. I don't like her face. So, her mouth. Her mouth is weird. So, I don't like it. long story short with House of Dragon, there's going to be like five seasons of House of Dragon at least. Yeah. And they hired a lady to play Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. But the first couple episodes are flashback episodes. Oh. So they hired a girl that looks kind of like the adult one to be in the first few episodes. Yeah. Her acting is also not very good. Yeah, it, she's actually... She's which, not the main actor, though. Yeah. But she's... I think she's, like... I mean, like, it's not an excuse, but she's, like, really young in real life, too. Okay. She's I, not, I thought she did a good job. It was... Okay, it's... it's, And I noticed the same thing in Game of Thrones, is there are some scenes where I am super engaged, and then there's some scenes where it is talking, talking, talking. There's no camera movement. It's just... It is... It just Like, builds. you can tell it's shot for TV. Yeah. And that's just not my thing. Which you can also tell that's because, like, they do a. Actually, I don't know if they do the tournament in the first episode, but, like, in season one of Game of Thrones, they do a big tournament. And they also do a big tournament in House of the Dragon. And you can tell, like, there's just so much more, like, budgeting and stuff for this that they can just do better things. If you like them equally and think you want to stick with one, even though it's longer, I think you should do Game of Thrones. I definitely don't want to stick with them. Okay. Yeah. I I found it a struggle just as, like, I both of them, I, I got about a couple minutes in, and then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go do something else now. And then I, I would have to force myself to come back and finish it. Both mm-hmm. both House of Dragon and Game of Thrones, I had to do that. I don't know. I feel like Game of Thrones, if you get hooked, if you don't get hooked, I wouldn't watch it. And then House of Dragons, I feel like I would give you two, I would give it two episodes before if you don't get hooked. You should give it 10. <laughs> so you watch the whole season. I'm, I, I'm not watching anymore. Well, I hate you. Okay, that's that makes two of us. Blaine, Maybe three Blaine, if Blaine, Blaine hates me too. I'll give you a half. Oh, okay, I'll take two it. and a half. I'll eight. take that. Nice. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted your <laughs> no, watching. No, I watched uh, Alpha Betas. You know what Alpha Betas is? No. Uh, two new episodes came out. It's uh, um, what's it called? Uh, you know, like YouTubers like like Van Oss and Terrorizer and all them. Yeah. So they make their own TV show. It's called Alpha Betas. Okay. And they like actually like worked with like Hollywood people and like Joe DiMaggio's on it and stuff. And uh the episodes come out on Mondays and there's been three episodes. Well, one episode came out last year and they did crowdfunding for it. So the two episodes came out last week and now there's going to be new episodes like every Monday. Okay. Joe DiMaggio, the baseball player from the 50s? No, the what or John DiMaggio, the the guy who's oh, Jake Bender the dog. Oh, and Jake the yeah, dog. Yeah, that guy. Oh, he's great. So like uh in the in the concept of the show is like um, the, the main four are it's well they don't play themselves they play like characters but like it's, it's so it's it's Vanoss Wildcat Terrorizer and basically I do work and the whole concept of the show is like they just go into video games and like fix the things that are happening for people trying to hack into video games because video games like are the power grid or something <laughs> and each each week they just go into like a different style of games so, like there's the uh, first episode they went into like a western then they went into like a zombie game last week. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun. Like they're quick, quick little things and they only were able to make like, I forget how X amount of time of animation to make it. So they have like X amount of episodes that they're going to release and they might do a season two. Okay. But it's fun. And it's like, it's interesting because it's like, these guys are like just regular people and they just crowdfunded like a TV show. That's, that's pretty cool. That's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's actually, you know, like they, they were able to write a lot of it, which 
is good and bad at the same time, but it's more of like it's what because apparently it's very per that it's more personal though. Well, apparently they were like after the first episode came out, they were like they were trying to go to um like a couple of, like like a Netflix or like a Hulu or somebody were like, you know, we could do this for you, but we want to be in control. And they're like, well, we want to be in control. So they didn't do it. Yeah. So they get to make what they want, which I think is better, even if it's yeah. worse. Lower budget, you mean? Yeah. Not necessarily worse. Well, not lower budget because they crowdfunded the amount of money to take to make X amount of stuff that they could do. The the production level is is of a lo- uh, of the a pro- lower caliber. The production level is like a early season Rick and Morty. Gotcha. Is it animated? Oh, it's animated. Oh, it, it's an animated show, so they can well, do all go. the western and you know the alien zombie stuff. It's great. Okay. It's cool. Cool. Be watching it on. It's YouTube. It's free. Okay. Sweet. It's just a YouTube channel called Alpha Betas, and they just have it on there. Oh. Because they crowdfunded it, and they just paid for the whole thing. They don't need to make money off of it. Oh, shoot. That's pretty Because they neat. do, like, because when they were crowdfunding it, they did, like, you know, video game streams where they, like, this is the Alpha Betas stream, and every donation will go to Alpha Betas. And then they reached their goal, and then they exceeded their goal, so they were able to make a little bit more. So it was, like, we were able to make, like, five 22-minute episodes of animation or something. Because animation's by, like, the minute. Yeah, See, that's pretty it. neat. That's people using their, uh, use, using their, you know, their their fame and their position to, you know, make something that they want to make. Yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. And it's not the best thing ever, but like it's more it's more of like it's just interesting to see people you know, just do a thing. That's, oh yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. I mean that's absolutely. He's up, like you know the YouTube alley. channel Odds Ones Out. Yeah, he he made a Netflix show. Yeah, and it's bad. Yeah, but this is not as. Like the the alphabetas is better because they got to do what they wanted to do. It's yeah, you you can if something's on like Netflix or Hulu, it a lot of times it had like there's TikTok stars that have shows on like Hulu and stuff, and it they always have that just like layer of like an ogre schmutz mm-hmm. of just you know producer notes. You can tell there's producer notes everywhere in embellishing and no, we need to make it like this because this is what sells. And it's 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 crap. It's yeah. crap because there's no there's no vision or intent behind it. So I mean, if they're crowdfunding, even if they have less money and and less resources, well, it's not even less money. It's, it's more of a the amount of money that they get is the amount that they can make. So yeah. like they couldn't they couldn't make twenty episodes. They can only make like less than ten. Okay. So instead of making like a bunch more, they could just we're gonna do as much quality as we can, and the amount of money that we get will just be the amount of quality that we can make at the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, okay, yeah. and It's just on YouTube. Yeah, that's cool. cool. That's cool. Blaine, did you watch anything? Uh, this week was just my boo. cooking shows. and Yeah. Watch not boo co- for cooking, boo for not watching anything. Okay. <laughs> Cut, no, it's <laughs> Cutthroat Kitchen, and uh, I don't think I did MasterChef this week. We, we, we were watching the... Uh, me and Leo were watching the fairy show call on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nothing amazing. I will never recommend it. But no, I was gonna say something to get me canceled. Don't worry. Uh, Fate, fairy show. It's called like Fate the Winks Saga. It's about fairies. Well, Blaine, you watched the fairy show. That was about it. I didn't really watch a lot this week. Those movies were. Only they were a lot for you to take in. They were a lot, like in Pulp Fiction. When <laughs> we'll just keep going bad. back to it, man. No, that's okay. That's okay. That that doesn't need to be cut, right? That's a, that's just the thing that happens. Jack's well, just like uh, I didn't do anything wrong. You're good. I, I don't think I did anything wrong. It's okay, man. Okay, we have the news. I didn't. I didn't forget this week. I we remember. We get some claps. 
Can we clap for the news? Thank you, everybody, for clapping for the news. We pay for our claps. Each clap is worth five cents. Oh. Right? All right, do the we math. know we pay How that, much was that? But it's Blaine's credit card. I don't know. So I'm going to have okay. to count that in editing. I'll put a thing. I'll. You know what? I'll, I'll put the number on the screen. I hope it's not as controversial as the counting as the F-bombs in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> He's like, Will's like, it was 255 claps. And I was like, it was 263. Remember that part we talked about? Uh-huh. Okay, like, you were looking at me like, we didn't talk about that, but we did talk about How's that. How's the news? Yeah, so the news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Avatar. We're going to watch that movie in December. Oh, okay. When it's Avatar officially comes out? three hours and ten minutes. Get excited. Okay. Wait, Avatar 2? Avatar he 2. Is. Okay. Tim Roth. Yeah. His son died. Oh. That's, yeah, it's sad. Oh. It was, he's, he was only 25. He had cancer. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Tim Blade. Ross look at this Tim guy. Ross you know him from The Good Place. I'm showing you a picture. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's going to be in Eight Man Three. Oh. Doing what? He, uh... No one knows yet. He's rumored. Okay. He's but people think he might be playing Mister Fantastic. Okay. That's what? Uh, what's his name in The Good Place? Cheaty or something? Yeah. Yeah, you're correct. That was that was a thing. I watched like the first two seasons of that show. It was that was good. Interesting. It was a good yeah. show. I watched it. It's... You you only really need the first season. Yeah, the ending's actually pretty good. I was going to say that's once I watched Ending's the second good, season, though. I was like, I'm done. Ending is good, though. Yes. You can probably watch okay. the last episode, actually, and be like, oh, that was a nice conclusion to these characters. Okay. Um, so, you remember that, you know that Chucky TV show they have? Yeah. Okay. Or, do you want another? Who, who's another classic horror guy that we love so much? I don't, I don't want any, because Chucky's special. Because Chucky is, Don Mancini has written, or co-written everything, and from Seed of Chucky onwards, has directed them all. Except for the remake, because that was he had nothing to do with that. But the show is Don Mancini's. All right, Child's Play is Don Mancini's property. I don't want another horror thing like that because none of them are like Child's Play. They're not these things that the creators are still passionate about. You can go so, on to the new, next news item. He's not going to be happy. So who is it? <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah. What is it? All right, we're going back to Crystal Cove, baby. Crystal Cove. You mean Camp Crystal Lake? It's it's a Friday the 13th no. prequel series. No. No. Prequel series? Prequel series. Oh, no. And so it could be no. the mom. It could be the mom. She's back. No. Yeah, she's throwing people through windows. No. Again. No. Uh, oh, yeah, they're just going to show her. They better show her in the gym, like, all day, every day. All right, all right. Who likes the Russo brothers? Who likes them? They, they directed some movies. They directed some pretty good movies. I know. They well, community. they did the Avengers. But well, like, they did like Captain America two and three, which are really good. And, right in Endgame. Yeah, and, and Infinity three, War. But good. like, cool. All right, all right. Sure. Anyways, point. All right. Who likes Disney? They're doing a new Disney movie. Okay. A live Disney. action remake Disney movie. I don't. Okay, I'm of, out. Of Hercules. Yep, I'm out. No. That's inspired by the, the animated one. Nah, it gets so much worse. Okay. <laughs> oh, keep going. TikTok. What? How? Read it. Look. Disney's live-action Hercules remake is taking inspiration from TikTok. Look, what even, does that even mean? the news, even add, the news add the is dot, like, dot, 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 But what does that mean? No one knows. Was it just going to be a bunch of, like, but, short 30-second? Yeah, it's a sick, it's like a minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody, uh, it's, that, that's going to be a thing that happens. I'm scared. And we'll watch it. No. For you. For, nope. for, the, for our listeners. Will's not watching no. it. We have to I, watch it for the listeners. Dude, so I haven't know. seen a single Disney live-action remake well, except for Beauty and the Beast, which I was forced to go to, and I fell asleep. That was the first movie that I fell asleep during. But it during, had Ewan McGregor. He played the Candle Man. Uh-huh. 
Don't you like famous actors remaking things? No. What? The, but how are you supposed to consume? Just consume old things. You're not a true movie lover. You're not a. You're not a true. <laughs> oh yeah, Quentin Tarantino was in the news this week too. Oh, what do you do? Um. So there's been a trend recently of famous directors criticizing Marvel movies. Uh huh. Um. Scorsese. Yeah. They're so not cinema. He called Marvel directors hired hands this week. <laughs> well, that's what they are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's just that's funny. controversial. It, well, for Marvel stands, yeah. It's just funny. I like, but that's what they all the script and everything is. They have this tight box, and then they hire. That's exactly what they are. Yeah, that's. He's an auteur, which means that he's like involved in like all the aspects of his pro of his process. Specifically, he is a writer director. But then you've got like tons of directors who are just directors for hire. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Which is what the Marvel movies are all director for hire gigs. Hmm. That's controversial. Yeah. Because watch the Marvel movies, Will. Consume, Will. Okay. Yeah. Get ready for next week. Slight spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have three more things in news. They're actually, I think you'll, you'll be okay with these three things in news, actually. You, we're done with the bad news. Okay. Okay. Uh, you remember Logan? Yeah. Okay, remember the little girl? Uh-huh. She's going to be in one of the new Star Wars movies they're making. That isn't a big thing, but that's just a thing. They're doing more Star I like, Wars. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's a brand. Nothing ever stops. Don't stop, won't stop. You just made Will sadder. Blaine, you watch Westworld, right? I watched the first season. You like it, though. Oh, it's, the right. first season was fantastic. So yeah. good you didn't watch anymore. <laughs> no, but that's all it needed. Okay. I, it didn't need anything else. Well, Westworld, thinking like Westworld me. has officially been canceled after four seasons. Okay. I, I haven't gone past season one because season two just automatically was like i don't need that did the ratings drop or something well i don't know it's just because it might be too expensive too and they're just hbo just gutting things kind of like how a netflix just gut shows after three seasons yeah hbo is doing some funky stuff right now mm-hmm. so david zaslav who's a big dc big upper guy i think he might okay i think he might be the other guy who's the president with james gunn now oh, okay so he had lunch with christopher nolan and steven spielberg to discuss Man of Steel 2 with Superman. So apparently the theory is that Steven Spielberg will kind of produce and then Christopher Nolan will direct a Superman sequel. I can't see Nolan doing that. He, well, I think he could. I mean, he did Dark Knight. If they let him, like how he did the yeah, Dark Knight but, trilogy. But that was his trilogy. It's not a sequel. Like th- Those but weren't I, sequels to I, already I, established things Superman, that other people the did. The Superman stuff is going to be like a soft reboot. So I think they're gonna let him do whatever he wants, which is an established Superman. It's just a Superman movie. So um, I think something seems off to me. I do what they want. I think DC is gonna be moving in the correct direction, and I think that if they do that, that'll be fantastic. Okay. If that, if that, if it's, com- I can see it working if it's completely unrelated. But that's the only way Christopher Nolan would do it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is is he would not work within their current cinematic universe, or even like a modified version of it? Well, he would start his own. Fresh. Well, they already did. They did that with the Batman. It's its own thing. Right. So I think they could. Or just reboot everything or just... Okay. But let, you, let you, you're calling it Man of Steel 2, I guess, well, that, is what's throwing me off. Well, that's just what people... It, there's no title for it, but it, there's just a confirmed Superman sequel mm-hmm. with Henry Cavill. But it's a sequel, you're saying? Well, they're making a new movie with him. Okay. Well, it doesn't have to be a sequel. Then. A sequel is a continuation. A yeah. So I'm... I'm I'm just saying that it's just going to be most likely with an established Henry Cavill Superman. Okay. So if you look at Henry Cavill Superman, like they wouldn't just call this the Superman movie. This would be like 
I, it, I mean, it will probably not be called Man of Steel 2, but it would be like, if you look at Superman movies, it would be like Man of Steel and then the Christopher Nolan sequel, but it's its own thing. Gotcha. Even though they're completely separate. Okay. And that is all the news. All of the news. All right. Well, I think Does anybody have any news or anything we missed before we end it? No, I think we're ready to go. Well, we got to, what we're watching. Well, yeah. Tell yeah, people what but, we're watching. Nothing right. else to talk about with the WWW. Or, oh, we're way past that. I apologize. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm dying. No news for me, man. Okay, so for next week, we're going to watch. Will's excited. He's the most excited here. The yeah. new movie coming out is Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Get excited. I'll try. Will, on a scale from 1 to 10, how excited Yay. are you? Uh, okay. How excited am I? Probably a 3. I was actually going to say a 3 as well. Out of 10. Yes. A uh, 3 because, I mean, I'm going to have fun going to the theater with my boys but it'll look it, it's going to the theater is is you know it can't be a zero but the movie itself not excited nice Blaine, how excited Hands are you feet. Uh, i'm a five that's a good that's that's solid we're in the middle i'm i'm a three because i think you know i think it'll be good good slashy fights and i'm excited for the water fights because they're bringing in namor so it'll be like avatar and black panther you know just boom fighting you sound like more than a three Say. No, that's it like the like only six. You're more excited nah. than I am, and I said a five. Yeah. I'm a five because I like popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I can't even imagine what happens when Blaine's is a good movie. Like, <laughs> I know. Right? I would have given that a four. Well, that's like when I he got said, a popcorn, so that brings it up to a nine. Well, what were we watching? It was yeah. Stanley Kubrick movies where he's like, man, I really had to think about this one. Well, oh, that's never happened to me before. 2001 or something. You were like, that's never happened. <laughs> no, he was like, the next day I thought about it. Unheard <laughs> <Yeah>. of. <laughs> Unheard of. Inconceivable. <laughs> that's a reference. I'll, get, I'll, I'll go up to a four then. Because I'm more okay. excited. Sure. Because I, I was actually going to say, it's, it's mostly just the fight scenes that I think they actually put a lot of time and effort in. Because they... Now I'm going to drop to a two. Okay. And we'll the, I'm six. excited. I'm excited for the end credit scenes. Because yeah. content. Okay, sure. I'm not because they might because it might be for an Ant Man thing, and I'm excited for Ant Man three. I'm excited for Ant Man three a lot. Don't nope. I like Paul Rudd. Okay. Okay, so along with that, since it's Black Panther two, we don't really know what other movies we should do with that. So we're gonna watch two Chadwick Boseman movies. We're gonna watch Forty Two, where uh, Chadwick Boseman plays Jackie Robinson, and he deals with racism in baseball. Sorry, in my head. I, uh, I I went 42, where Chadwick Boseman plays Jackie Brown. <laughs> Imagine if they did that. He was just wearing a wig. And it's just old Sam Jackson with his, just he still has just the crappy little beard, and it's just old and white like him. Well, he's not white, but his hair is. 42, and then Gods of Gods Egypt. Gods of Egypt. I'm not sure how Chadwick Boseman's in that movie. I, it's, is he in that movie? It's Gods it, of Egypt... And Exodus Gods and Kings came out at like similar times and were both critically and commercially panned. So they were just eating up all the competition. They'll so be if, bad. It's so gonna be bad. Well yeah, you gotta watch it. It's gonna be a fun bad movie time, it's you know? Bad. Yeah. We'll have fun with it. Okay. Uh anything else for you on the podcast? I think we should like spitball for about twenty more minutes. Really? Yes. Are you serious? Yeah, let's let's talk about feet some more. Popcorn? Balls? Coffee. 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 A movie that Pam Coffee. Greer was in in the 70s, a black exploitation film. Okay. Um, so 
you can email us at dukesnukespod at gmail.com where you can tell Blaine how much you loved his dance. You listened to his dance. He didn't, you couldn't see it, but it, it was great. You felt it in your soul. I'm a ginger. I don't have a soul. Uh, you can leave a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else there happens to be our podcast. Or leave a one-star review on anyone else's podcast. Tell them to come to our podcast. A little sabotage. We're Whoa. E- we're evil. This is the evil podcast. Episode 21. It's evil. Ha ha ha. It's evil. Rare. Follow us on Twitter at dukesnukespod.gmail.com. Wait, nope. Just at dukesnukes. I just, I'm just too used to saying that, you know? Um, I made sure I tweeted about the episode this week. I think there was one like it was my Twitter account. I liked it. I retweeted it too. So it's getting <laughs> nice. some traction from you know my fake. Our tweet. one listener, our one listener did engagement. One like. So we have a hundred percent engagement. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm that's that's pretty damn good. Uh, thank you, Will, for editing and our theme and driving out to buy a thing that you forgot. But that's <laughs> I okay. forgot the SD card, so we couldn't record. <laughs> Thank you, Blaine, for having the dog that this podcast is named after. Thank you for doing trivia, facts, not having a bloody nose while we were recording just before. Pretty magic how that stopped once I hit the record button. Maybe that's what the button does. Oh. Wow. Don't want to turn it off. I'll tell you what happened. (laughs) Um, Also, Blaine has a question dance. He did it. He did another dance. That's not it. That is not the question dance. I'm we sorry. I'm never... not asking a question, so it doesn't yeah. fit. It's like right. the uh, Michael Fassbender meme, where it's like, I said the real question dance, and then Blaine finally does it, and he's like, perfection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't right. do it right now. I'm too tired. Yep. Bye. Well, we will see you next week. For Gods of Egypt. Uh, yeah. Episode 22. Goodbye. I'm feeling 22. Yeah. I'm Taylor Swift. I dumped my boyfriend or something. Why? <laughs> <laughs>